0: Welcome. Oh, welcome, everybody. This is going beyond your limits in terms of what you believe you have to suffer in terms of pain. And Duncan Tooley, a medical hypnotherapist and a mind trainer, has written an amazing book I want you all to immediately access. It's called End Pain and Feel Great Again. End Pain and Feel Great Again. And Duncan Tooley is going to give us a lot of information. Hello, Duncan. How are you today?
1: Hello, Carol. Thank you so much. I'm doing fabulous, and I'm so excited to be able oh, to share this information.
0: That's right. And, and, and you're excited because so many people have had such positive uh, results of these 19 natural tools. And can you give us some examples, Duncan Tully, as to what sort of results people have had using these different tools?
1: Well, some of them actually call it like it's almost like magic. And, uh one of them, um, hopefully we'll be able to hear more about her story, but uh, I taught her how to turn off pain when her face was burning and she couldn't lay on a pillow or, or, or kiss her husband. And it was so easy, and she had no idea how easy it was, able to, it was to be for her. It's almost like magic oh, wow. spell, I've heard people say, that they don't have any pain mm-hmm. anymore and they have their life back. So it's really oh, uh, easy to do.
0: Now, in your book, you have it beautifully laid out. We won't totally talk about the beautiful way you've laid it out, though. It's easy, it's really clear, it's scientifically based, as well as it is experientially based. And so every single tool, 19 tools, has examples of people who have had great results. So can you give us some more examples of these great results people have had?
1: Well, one of, one of them that uh, the first chapter in the book is actually about talk to yourselves. And in that one, there's a story about this woman who had pain in her hip that nagged her for almost a year, causing discomfort, walking, and she couldn't sleep. And the doctors had several different kinds of doctors had looked at an explanation and couldn't find one. So out of desperation, she began talking to her hip. She said, "Nerve, if you're somehow pinched, move around and get yourself into a comfortable, unpinched position. Hip, Figure out what's going on down there and do whatever it takes to get yourself comfortable. I've got work to do, and I need for you to be comfortable. Get on with it. And she repeated that same instruction, which I call like a mantra or instruction to yourselves uh, every day. Uh, And about a month later, she noticed, hey, I don't have any pain anymore. And that's just one of the ways that it works, just talking to yourselves.
0: Talking to yourself, that's Chapter 1. How about Chapter 2, the Thule 62nd turn down? That gentleman that fell on the floor, tell us about him.
1: Well, I I had taught this uh, process to uh, someone, and they had a disc rupture and was down on the floor and nobody around. They were in the office by themselves and used the process to turn the pain down sufficiently to get up and drive himself to the emergency room. It's a simple, simple process that engages your your creative, imaginative mind, and then you just turn the pain down like you have a volume control.
0: Well, would you like to walk us through that right now? This is called the Thule 60-Second Turn Down, and it's from the book In Pain and Feel Great Now by Duncan Thule, who's a medical hypnotherapist and a mind trainer. Duncan, can you tell us the Thule 60-Second Turn Down?
1: Sure. So the first thing to do is to uh, close your eyes and rate on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is very low and 10 is most intense, whatever discomfort you're having on one particular area of your body. If you've got several, pick one. And just take a deep breath, give that number, and then assign a shape to that area of your body. Any shape, square, circle, triangle, any, any shape, whatever, and give the shape a color. And if you have trouble giving it a color, give it a smell. Some people are better with odors than colors. And then change the shape and color slowly two more times. Change the shape and color, and then change the shape and color again. And imagine a round volume control knob with the numbers 0 through 11 uh, around the edge of the knob, the perimeter, and place that knob right on top of your last shape with the arrow pointing to whatever that discomfort level was and then reach in there grab that knob and turn it up one notch up to the next higher number just for a minute it's important thank you once you've done that turn it back to your original number and then slowly turn it down one number at a time not progressing until you've felt the discomfort go down to that level and go all the way down as far as you can you can stop at three or two or one if you want, or you can turn it all the way to zero, whatever's most comfortable for you. And that's it. It's simple as that.
0: Well, Duncan, I have to say that I decided I was going to use one of my pains here, and it was a knee and hip connection, and I changed it to I. my first shape was a figure eight, and it was a bright orange, and then the second shape was a rectangle, and it was a nice red color, And the third one was a triangle that connected those spots, and that was a pink color. And I put the dial up to 04, wasn't really bad. And I have to say, it's like at a 1 right now. So this is so simple to use. Why does this work, Duncan? Why does this work?
1: Well, it works because your mind is running your body. And when you imagine uh, a difference with your mind, your body follows, and that's why it works. That's the key. The key to all of these processes are basically your mind is running your body and you have control over your mind, and therefore you have control over your body.
0: That's amazing. So Now, how does positive talk and visualization and, and the next one, which is affirmation, affirmation, I'm going on chapters 9, 10, and 11 of this book, In Pain and Feel Great Again, 19 Proven Ways to Banish Pain Naturally. So how does positive talk? and affirmation, affirmation, visualization, impact people. How does that work? How do those three things work?
1: Well, you have to realize that words have power because we've associated feelings and history with words. And so the very first thing which I have people do who are in discomfort is to banish the word pain from their vocabulary. You can talk about your comfort level because – Pain has all of this negative stuff automatically associated with it. So choose a new word, like your comfort level. And when you talk about your comfort level, right away, your 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 words aff- and the power of your words, the energy of them, affect how you feel. And so when you tell yourself you feel better, you actually do, because that's the way the mind-body connection works. And so affirmations work the same way. The most famous affirmation of all is, is uh, back from around 1900, Every Day and Every Way I'm Getting Better and Better by Emile Kue. And mine for the body uh, that I recommend to just about everybody who has a medical issue is every little cell in my body is happy and well. If you say every little cell in my body is happy and well all through the day, it can't help but be that way because your mind is running your body.
0: Hmm. Just amazing power. Yes, it is. Well, tell us. Yes, tell us some more about the other visualization and affirmations. Affirmations. Tell us some more. Well,
1: affirmations are just uh, positive statements which essentially become commands to your subconscious. And so they're positive statements about what it's gonna be like when you're feeling better. So I'm happy and joyful would be, for example, an affirmation about feeling better. No mention of what you don't want, no mention of anything in the future, it's like it's right now. And the imagination part of your mind makes that really so. You see, the, the the mind gets input from three sources, and they're all equal. You've got memory. You've got what's coming in through your senses right now. But you've also got your imagination. And what you imagine, your mind interprets as being equally valid with these others. And so when you imagine yourself happy and well and having fun, joyous, running, whatever it is that you want to do more of, your your mind makes those commands to your cells and your body and makes it so. So that's what affirmations are about. And affirmation is something that's relatively new. It's a question. The mind is always seeking the answers to questions. That's the way that that it works. And so if you ask the question, why am I feeling so great right now? It keeps trying to figure that out. Why are you feeling so great right now? But you see, the assumption is you already are, and so it keeps looking for a reason why.
0: That is beautifully said. That's one thing I've learned as a psychologist, We and I've dealt with psychoanalytic psychotherapy, which is a very powerful tool of therapy. But one of the things it kind of has a problem with is that it helps people probe into their complications and their problems And while that gives them insight and depth and meaning and understanding, which often does help people clear out their issues, it nonetheless also has the other side of keeping them stuck in the memories or stuck in the negative situations. And now you're saying the exact same thing is true with pain, that we can keep ourselves stuck in the pain by saying, go ahead, yes, tell us more.
1: Right, so you've got to banish the word pain, like you can't say, I'm in pain, or this really hurts, or whatever, because that just, there is a law, the law of attraction, and it is what you think and say you bring more of into your life, and so if you want to bring more comfort and happiness, that's what you've got to think and say. If you want more pain, then keep on complaining about the pain, but I think most people listening (laughs) don't want that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So that's your affirmations, affirmations. You know, in another part of your book, though, you do talk about the importance of distinguishing between the type of pain that's informational, that gives you clues and help and direction, and, and, and the type that's no longer helpful. Can you talk to us about how to differentiate those two types of pain uh, messages now that we need to, re- to erase the word pain, but how do we deal with those pain messages?
1: Well, un- unfortunately, I think that the pain is usually identified as acute, which means short-term, and chronic, which means long-term, but that is not helpful at all to your body or your mind. So I classify pain as two types. One is informational. That's like the oil pressure light on your dashboard. It says, "Yoohoo, pay attention, something's not quite right. And it gives you information that something needs attention. But after you pay attention and do whatever, like, you know, hey, my leg really hurts. That's an indication that when I fell on it, I broke a bone. You do something about it. You go put it in a cast. Then if it still hurts, that is no longer informational pain. There's nothing more for you to do. It's nuisance pain. And nuisance pain is what most of the pain in the world is about, low back pains, headaches, or most often nuisance pain, which means there's no informational value, there's no use for them, therefore that's the kind of pain which I help people turn off with these 19 processes. So Mm -hmm. pay attention when you initially have something to see if there's a message, but after you either find out there's no message or you've done everything to take care of the message, then turn off the nuisance pain, it's easy.
0: Now, now, interesting associated to that is I know some pain people, uh, pain practitioners, I should say, people who erase pain uh, also say that the messages of pain can be related to emotional debris or to history. And therefore, to listen to the messages on that level, tell us what you tell about that or what you've experienced about pain as a messenger for memories or for emotions that are trapped or memories that need to be cleared out. What do you understand about those?
1: Well, definitely, uh we we've, we've probably all experienced that when we get really really stressed, sometimes we get a, a an ache in the gut, a stomach ache or something or a headache, and that is uh informational message that hey, you're too stressed out, whatever you're doing isn't working for you. It's 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 emotional clogging up our system and the body saying trying to turn on that red light on the dashboard, do something, stop what you're doing and pay attention. And so those types, when you get those messages, those need to be cleared up or stopped. And so I actually have a story in my book about this, uh, this man who had this stomach pain that had no, uh, medical cause that they could find. And it was actually an emotional pain about his relationship with his father. It's an interesting, uh, story in there. So mm-hmm. definitely we can get pains from emotional stuffed issues, and those have to be cleared, I mean, for the pain to go away. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when the, when the pain is helpful, let's say that I have a pain in my side and it tells me that I have an appendicitis that's about to burst. That's a very helpful pain. So I know that sometimes you have to make the decision this pain is helpful, this pain's not helpful, but when can people really respect the messages of pain in their body and not turn it off, but instead turn themselves into being active, proactive.
1: So the, the most important thing is to determine whether this is an informational or a nuisance pain. And the best way to do that is to put yourself into a relaxed state, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and talk to the pain. That's the very first chapter ask it what's the message find out what it's about and then when you find out what it's about do whatever it takes to to uh remedy that situation so if it's emotional what can you you can release the emotion and if you can't do it by by yourself then get help from somebody to release the emotion if it's physical then see someone about it physically a story that that i uh, have about that very thing is um i i have a friend who uh said that that we were having lunch together and she said she was just about to go check herself into the emergency room because her menstrual period had been going on for 2 weeks and she was bleeding and she figured something was wrong and mm-hmm. i suggested well let's do a little uh do a little uh, uh hypnosis session which means basically Go go within and talk to your subconscious. That's really all hypnosis means uh, before you go. Mm-hmm. And so we, we did that, and uh, she asked her higher self, her all-wise, all-knowing part that runs her body, uh, whether this was a great idea for her to go check herself into the uh, emergency room. And the message she got was no, because the Western doctors have no answers for you go find yourself a Chinese herbalist and follow what he says. And mm-hmm. when she came, she kind of came out of her trance state. She said, what is an herbalist? That's not a word in my vocabulary. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So it really it mm-hmm. really states the fact that we have an inner wisdom that we, we're maybe not fully aware of that's there that can give us the answer to those kinds of questions.
0: Mm-hmm. What happened to her?
1: What happened to her? Well, she went and found her Chinese herbalist and followed the directions and got better.
0: Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm. oh, my goodness, Duncan, I think we have a caller here. And let me hold her in. Hello, caller. This is Dr. Carol Francis. Welcome to a discussion with Don, Duncan Tooley. Uh, who are you and what's your question or what's your information?
2: hi i'm dina and i just wanted to say that i was a patient of duncan's a couple of years ago and right. it was a very interesting story because um in 2015 i had undergone a lot of stress um, two of my sisters died and two of my best friends and my autoimmune system just went crazy became allergic to everything. Mm. I was covered in hives. And here's the interesting part. I had a scalp psoriasis that uh, mm. was extremely painful. And oh, wow. by that I mean the, um, my, my scalp felt like I had thousands of needles sticking in my head. And if mm. I was to try to sleep lay on a pillow, it just crushed those needles, pushed them further into my head. That's the extent of pain I had. I couldn't be touched. My entire body was covered with hives, and, and uh, eventually medicine got rid of the hives, but not the psoriasis. So I saw Duncan, and in four meetings, I was cured. Oh,
0: my goodness. That's powerful. It was. So now, what? Yeah, what go Go ahead.
2: Well, just it was just amazing. I just I just want to tell people who are listening that the power of hypnosis is incredible. Um, but it's something that you have to keep doing. It's not you. I didn't just go to four meetings, walk away, and never do it again. You, he gives you the tools to keep this up yourself. And Boy, this is very that's what well yeah. would
0: you and Duncan be willing to kind of talk about the different tools that Duncan you found were useful and Dina that you also practice on your own. So Duncan and Dina, can you kind of dialogue about what it was you did in the first session and work our way through to the fourth session?
2: Well, yeah. Duncan
0: tool- Duncan, you start off. Yeah. There you go.
1: Okay all the tools that i use are what i've cataloged in the book all right so there are that's why there are 19 processes because sometimes you you need one or two or three and it not you don't need all of them for sure so the fir- the first tool uh, that i used was basically to have dina imagine herself the way she wanted to be so imagination is a key and to stop using the word pain like we talked about already, and then in a, in a relaxed state, gave her some affirmations. Probably one of the affirmations is my main one. Every little cell in my body is happy and well. Is that how you remember it, Dina?
2: It was something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I remember each, each meeting I would have, uh, we would add affirmations, at least two or three. And I would repeat those over and over again every time, every day. Go okay. on. And, so,
1: and so, basically, that's the process. It, it, we, we met a few times, but I've put it all in the book, and so I don't really have to meet with everybody to do this. They can do it themselves because it's, it's the same processes that are documented there. Okay. Imagine yourself well, Duncan, feeling fantastic and give yourself instructions.
0: So, Duncan, why it did you do you do Also, Dina, how does it take discipline?
2: Um, what
0: do you have it to It takes do?
2: discipline. Well, you have to, first of all, you have to believe in it. And if you're skeptical at all, um, you have to really, it will change. Your skepticism will change if you are uh, disciplined about it and religious about it and, and uh, keep it going. What seeing Duncan does is help you get through um, those first few times when um, you need the help the most to become, to know exactly what to do and how to do it, to know how I'm supposed to feel, that was what worked for me. Of course, Duncan didn't have the book then, so. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I feel much better when somebody is there to guide me. I really do. Yeah. And, and then you know what to do. Um, and the book is terrific, so I would, I would say that if um, anyone who has the book and, and reads it and practices it, uh, they have to do it, and it will work for them. So, Dina, can I just ask you some questions about
0: what you practiced during your first week and then how it changed your second, third, and fourth week? Would that be okay for us to kind of explore the process?
2: Oh, gosh, if I remember, this is almost two years ago. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay well, maybe with the help of Duncan as well. Because one thing, yeah. Duncan, I was very struck about your book, Duncan, was that uh, sometimes you would say that I'd have to do this for five weeks, or I'd have to do this for a month, or I'd have to do this for two weeks, and then I'd change it and do it for another two weeks. that This isn't like you walk in and just instantaneously something changes. And and if it doesn't instantaneously change, oh, it was a failure. That this is actually a progressive process of mind control, a progressive process of taking charge of the pain. So I'd like to hear both of you talk about the progressiveness of mastering these tools. So, Duncan, what would you like to say about that?
1: We're not taught how to master our mind, unfortunately, and so it's a process we learn. And so my role is basically a teacher encourager of the person learning, and so it takes practice. That's basically it. There was not a lot of difference between each of the sessions except additional encouragement, again, going into the imaginative state and change some of the affirmations.
0: Hmm. Okay. And then, Dina, what did you have to do after the sessions? I mean, what was your day like uh, as you practiced each of these
2: tools? Um, pretty much my, my day was normal, but I would interject about a half an hour uh, twice a day uh, of reading my affirmations. And after a while, you got to know them, you you memorized them, but there was always new ones. So uh Duncan gave you the tools gave me the tools uh on paper and I would had written down the new affirmations with him and I would repeat those and I would I would find myself going into a, a self hypnotic state that was very relaxed. It's basically just deep relaxation. And mm-hmm practice those and repeat those affirmations and, and do that twice a day. And uh, one of the things that really was impressive is the best time that it worked, and this is an addition because I wanted those affirmations to um, work for me. But when I went to bed in the, at night, just as I'm falling asleep, I went into the deep relaxation and I uh, repeated those affirmations and you just oh, you just go into this beautiful sleep. And then oh. as soon as I woke up, I did the same thing. So in, in that transitional state between sleep and awake, um, your mind is very responsive to the suggestions. Wonderful. And I'll tell you that it's, 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 it works... It's, as I said, I could for, for about six months I could not sleep. Laying down, I had to sleep sitting up uh, straight, mm. and nothing nothing could touch my head. Well, after those four sessions, I was I was laying down on the pillow, and the pain was gone. Oh, is I that is a wonderful story, mm-hmm.
0: Duncan. Is there anything you'd like to add to this experience that Dina had? Um,
1: you've it it really encapsulated just about what the most important things are. The, uh, the positive instructions as you fall asleep and as you awaken, because that's the time that our conscious mind that, that blocks the possibility of this is kind of going offline or not quite back yet. So that's the times that we can really get these instructions in. That's what I tell everyone. Those two times are the most important. And uh, that, that's, pretty much the way it works and those processes are all in the book.
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to try to bring this out to our readers even more in terms of the processes, Duncan, because this is very exciting. So, Dina Pipeline, when you'd like to, I'm going to now have Duncan tell us an, a, a bit more and in, and in fact, Duncan, if you are amenable to this, I would like you to take our listeners through a relaxation response exercise. This is uh, one of the exercises you have in chapter 4. And show to our listeners what that experience is like. I know you have several components of it. Are you willing to do that?
1: Sure, of course. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) All right. Go for it. So the very first thing is to set an intention. What is it that you want? What do you want? And just close your eyes because closing your eyes shuts off 50% of your brain's activity that's distracting processing all that visual information. Take a deep breath and decide what it is that you want, how you want to feel and then why. What will you be doing differently when you're feeling as great as you want to be? Now imagine yourself in that state, feeling as comfortable as you want, restored to whatever level of activity. If you can't Play tennis now or golf or use your fingers like you want, and now after this is all repaired or changed or the way you want it, what you'll be able to do. And see yourself happy and feeling great in that mode at that time. That's it. And take another nice deep breath and just let that feeling fill your whole body and mind. And now tell yourself that this is the way it is. Tell every cell in your body to accept that you're feeling great, that you're comfortable, you're enjoying life, you love being alive. And just for a second or a moment, just imagine what that Mm -hmm. looks like, feels like, tastes like. And you can put yourself in that state. And when you put yourself in that state several times each day, the law of attraction works and brings that state, that condition, to you. That's the way it works. Imagine what you want, and it will arrive. And now you can just... Beautiful. Open your eyes and come on back, and remember this state, and you can just close your eyes, take a deep breath, intend to go back, and do it whatever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you you also in thank you so much, Duncan, you also have deep breathing and uh, progressive relaxation of muscle tensing and relaxing, and also the use of imagery that's associated to relaxation in your in your chapter on this how would you conduct those particular practices
1: well what i have people do is do the part that we just did imagine imagine yourself being in the state that you want to be and i have a rhythmic breathing pattern that i have them do of inhale hold your breath Exhale okay. and rest to a, to a, to a beat of uh, some pattern and start doing that regularly. Just focus on the breath. And then I have them send the breath first to their toes and feet, letting those muscles just relax and be so loose, limber, calm, and relaxed. And send the next breath to the calves and thighs and just let those muscles relax and be so comfortable. And then to your stomach and hips, letting those muscles relax and be so comfortable. The next breath is for your fingers and hands, just let those muscles relax, be so loose, limber, relaxed, comfortable, and then your arms, upper arms, lower arms, letting every muscle, nerve, tendon, and cell relax, Send the next breath to all the little muscles in your back and let them all relax as if they're being so comfortably massaged. That's right. And then the next breath to your shoulders. So relaxing like they're being massaged. That's right. The next breath is for your face forehead muscle just smooths out your eyelids are so comfortably closed they just don't feel like opening it's almost as if your eyelashes are kissing your cheeks your jaw relaxes your chin your eyelids are so comfortably closed they just don't feel like opening If you were to try to open them, you'd find they just don't feel like opening. And the harder you try, the less they feel like opening. So you give up trying and go deep down to the center of your being, down to the center of the wonderful person that you are. It's so relaxing here. Every beat of your heart, sends you deeper and deeper into relaxation. Every breath you take sends you five times deeper. And every word I speak sends you deeper and deeper into that place where imagining how wonderful you feel And all the activities that you do, and what a fabulous life you have, become real and are real right now. And every cell of your body knows it and rejoices in that fact. Just let that all soak in deeper and deeper, like rain soaks into the earth to become part of you forever and affect the way you feel in the hours, days, months, weeks, and years to come. And so it is.
0: And Beautiful. Can you use... Can you now demonstrate how imagery is attached... Is this relaxed and hypnotic state?
1: Demonstrate how it's attached?
0: Well, I mean, how you would move a person into relaxing through their imagination, like through seeing or smell or hear or feel or taste or the experience of being amazed?
1: Well, what I do in the interview before we do this is I have them remember their favorite place in nature whether it's the beach or the mountains or the desert or the forest wherever it is for them and just close their eyes and remember what it's like and go back and experience that uh, and what, what the sights are and the sounds, the smells the aroma and revisit that And that puts you back in the imaginative state. And then you follow that with imagining yourself being in whatever physical, comfortable state you want to be. And so you've activated your imagination to be where you want to be. And then you tell your body that's the way it is. And the more you tell your body that's the way it is, the more it becomes that one. So,
0: Now, while you have us in kind of this hypnotic state, because I'm still kind of keeping that relaxed state, and then now I can imagine my favorite place with the things that I'm tapping into. So, for example, I hear the sounds of the ocean and the movement of the waves coming close and drippling away and watching the birds chase the waves in and out. So that's my way of experiencing that. I'm in kind of a hypnotic state. And so what do you do with individuals in this hypnotic state uh, when they would come to see you that would be the next steps in their pain relief?
1: What I have them do is uh, one of the techniques, there are several that I could use. One of them is the control center technique which is Chapter 10 in the book. Okay. Your, your mind is like a master control center for everything that goes on in your body. And everything, like your your comfort in a particular area of your body, works like a thermostat. The way a thermostat works is that you set it to whatever temperature you want, and then you forget it because it's automatic. If the temperature rises, the air conditioner comes on. If the temperature goes too low, the heater comes on. Your body operates the same way. There is a control with a current set point for every aspect of your body. I have them before we go into trance. Imagine the control for that area that they want to change. Where the needle is right now at the set point and if it's not comfortable, I have them turn the needle up to the comfort level they want, and that's a practice for when we go into trance, and then we go into the control center. And the first thing is to interview their higher, your higher self, to ask you to call forth your higher self, that all wise, all knowing part of you, that knows everything, everything that's ever happened to you, everything that you've ever thought, or said, or done. Uh, Your higher self even knows your future, because he or she is connected to the divine wisdom of the universe. So interview that higher self by asking some questions, knowing that the answer to the question is going to be the first thought that comes into your mind after you ask the question. Just accept that first thought, Whatever it is, even if you don't understand it, we can get clarification later. Just accept it. Is it in my best interest to make this change that I am requesting? And if that answer is yes, then ask your higher self, is there anything which is hindering that from happening? sometimes there's some activity or thought or belief that is hindering it that we ask the higher self if it's best to let this go and then we ask the higher self is there some residual effect from something maybe some event in my past or something that's hindering or causing this me to feel this way and if so ask the higher self if i'm consciously aware of that and if the answer is yes then am i ready to let that go if the answer is no i'm not consciously aware of it i don't need to become consciously aware I ask my higher self to go remove all of the debris, the dregs, the results from that past event in every cell of my body, every neuron of my mind. And the higher self goes and does that, lets me know when he or she's finished. and then the higher self takes me into the control center and finds the particular control that manages this aspect of my being and as i stand before that control i look at the gauge the dial the needle of where its present setting is and grab the control knob below and rotate it to change the needle All of the controls are paired because there's always uh, something that's what I don't want and something that I do want. For example, if if I have pain, I want comfort. And because of the way they're paired and connected, when I turn one up, the other one goes down. So I always turn up the comfort one because working on the positive is more effective than trying to work on the negative. It just perpetuates it. So we go to the control for comfort and slowly turn the knob, the control knob, clockwise, upward, higher, and watch the needle move upward and stop wherever the person's ready. Maybe all the way pinned up against maximum. That's okay, too. And then I repeat for the person to repeat after me the affirmations that they've already given me when they were imagining how great they were going to feel and what they were going to be able to do when they felt that great, which I got from them during the interview when we practice on the control. And as I say them, they repeat them after me five times, each affirmation. And those are the ones that they'll take away and use morning and evening. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, I give them the instruction that they will remember everything, feeling fantastic, and that every one of these lessons and words and expressions has made an indelible mark on their being. And sunk deep to every level of their consciousness. And then, bring them on back, like I will do with you now, feeling fantastic and full of energy, coming on back, letting all of the energy flow back into all of your muscles, beginning to move, becoming aware of your surroundings, and opening your eyes, wide, feeling great, stretching, and saying,
0: yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's just wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, folks, while you're kind of waking up, I'm going to remind you that we are talking to Duncan Tooley, a medical hypnotherapist and a mind trainer. And it's a wonderful book, and he has several, but this one's the Pain and Feel Great Again. 19 Proven Ways to Banish Pain Naturally. Oh, Duncan, that was just so beautifully done. And I know that we want to talk about a few other uh, aspects of pain relief, such as acupressure, tins, and physical exercise. But before we do that, since it's kind of related to what we just experienced, can you talk to us about mantras or mindfulness meditation and yoga?
1: Well, my... My book is divided into uh, four categories of uh techniques. Uh body, mind, spirit, and fun. And in the spirit uh category, we've got uh mantra and prayer and meditation and yoga. And I've found that each of those has uh are, are all similarly they're all related and similar but each one's a little bit different, and they all uh, work well. So for every technique in the book, I have a little information about the technique, and then I have a progression of the steps to use to do them. And so in in each of those, I have the steps. In the mantra prayer one, uh, it's interesting that such a large number of people found relief for their pain in prayer. And I have the statistics there uh, about that. And in the mantra one, the mantra is like uh, an affirmation that you repeat many, many times. Some of the Eastern religions that, that you hear chanting mantras, they chant them hundreds of times. And that all has an effect that works on your body.
0: That that's All the, that's right. I mean, well, it, it sounds like Dina had a mantra that you gave her. Several mantras that worked very well throughout her day.
1: Right. So the affirmations can kind of become a mantra if you keep saying them over and over. And what happens with a mantra basically is your your intention uh, for it to have its effect is more powerful than the words itself. The words just kind of become. Uh, uh, a a a drone, a a hum, a a background sound which just causes your whole body to vibrate and and accept the the message. That's kind of the way a mantra works.
0: And then you have meditation, yoga. Um, How are those different than a mantra?
1: Well, meditation... There's lots of ways to define that, but typically it's uh, clearing your mind of the distracting negative thoughts. And so it's more like a quieting. The the mantra is a a repetition, and the meditation is a quieting.
0: Hmm. And then yoga. We're going to have actually a, a famous yoga practitioner on May 5th. A very famous and well-versed one, so everybody tune in on that one. Uh, but how does yoga work or move into pain? Maybe.
1: Well, well, it's interesting because I never did yoga until uh, this uh, past year, when my wife transitioned and uh, the center that I was going to for. For uh, grief recovery, had yoga programs and recommended that, and so I did it. And I always thought that yoga was mostly these positions, but it turns out that there's a very yoga is mostly a mental process, uh, and that all the the body is is just the instrument to to assist in the the mental process of focusing your mental energy on what it is that you want, on on quieting the the conscious mind and all of its distractions and getting in touch with the, mm-hmm. the higher self which is the part of you that knows how to heal the body and runs it so that part of yoga the the mental part of yoga is the part that that actually does the pain healing and of course I mean mm-hmm. the, the physical the physical stretching and positions help too, to 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 strengthen the body and distract the mind
0: Absolutely. Beautiful. And and so as we transition from yoga, let's talk about the more uh, aggressive, I don't know, aggressive, but tool-oriented uh, practices that you include, which include physical exercise, use of TINs, and acupuncture, and also temperature, pressure, and vibration work. Because those are now someone taking something and doing something actively as opposed to just Mind control or hypnosis or relaxation exercises that are all about the mind. these are about engaging tools uh, that are physical and engaging your body in a physical way how do you How do you see those, and what are the ones you
2: suggest?
1: Well okay. yes, so what I've done in the book is I've focused on things which a person can do themselves. So acupuncture, for example, needs somebody else typically. So I've used acupressure. Acupressure is tapping on the pressure points which the acupuncturists use. So those pressure points when you tap on them and give yourself instructions they sort of sink into the body because those are like the, the vibration portals of your body. So that tapping process is very effective, and tapping is very widespread to actually change emotional things as well so that 's one of the processes the 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 nerve cells the way we 're made our physiology the nerve cells for pain actually uh, transmit their signal to the brain slower than those for vibration pressure and temperature so we have different many different types of nerve uh, cells in our body and uh, in and so temperature change uh, pressure on a, a part of our body or vibration all create signals to the brain which get there faster than a pain signal and actually if you continuously send them block the pain signals and that's why for example, everybody knows, I mean, that if you have a pain, uh, if you fall or something and, and injure a part of your body, applying ice to it uh, relieves the pain. And uh, eventually applying warmth after, after the ice, which is good for, for reducing the swelling first, should, the first thing that should be applied, reduces pain. And also, whenever you hurt yourself, often applying pressure... Uh, relieves the pain. and That's because the signals from the pressure nerves are blocking the, the signals from the pain nerves. So there are active things that you can do. Uh, so I think it's a good idea to have a couple of these uh, gel pads that you can put in the freezer to have frozen. So in case of an injury, then you've got an ice pack, so to speak, to apply right away. And also, everybody should have a heating pad because you can apply heat as well. And a little vibration tool is good too. I used to not have one of those and I got it and applied it to my knees and that worked very well. So, those are a couple yeah. of things Beautiful. that worked.
0: Now, is, is TENS a type of pressure or it's. Uh, it, it Describe the TENS, because actually there's this new device you can buy. That's about twenty dollars. You can go to your your pharmaceutical or your grocery store, actually, and it's these two little electrodes that are um, attached to this thing. You just put on your particular pain centers. Those are really nice, and you don't have to go and get your tins uh, pain treatments uh, at a physical therapist necessarily. Uh, you can, of course, but to describe tins, and also you had an amazing result of using TINs on some major back complications. If you'd care to share right. that story, that'd be great.
1: Right. So what happened to me is I had a disc rupture and I went and had surgery for it, which basically means that that uh, the the two bones, the two vertebrae have collapsed together because the disc between them is not as thick as it used to be and it pinches your nerves, etc. So they clean out and make that opening so the nerves aren't pinched and Um, the surgeon said uh, people who have this surgery I usually see back again and he was right Uh, I had another vertebrae that did that and I had surgery again and when I happened to a third vertebrae I said enough of this surgery stuff show me somebody who can help me recover without that and uh, a restoration physician uh, ordered a TENS for me so TENS is TENS is the abbreviation of Trans-Eccutaneous Nerve Stimulator. And the way it works is that you have an oscillator which puts out an electrical signal, a two-channel stereo electrical signal, and you have a pair of electrodes that you put above the vertebrae uh, that's causing the problem and the pair below, and then you turn up the signal and you feel like you're getting a little electrical shocks above and below this vertebrae. Well, what happens after a few minutes is that your brain gets tired of figuring out which is the vertebrae pain and which is the TENS stimulation and turns all of them off. And so, fortunately, this device has a little light on it so you can see that it's still on, and you look down a few minutes later and notice it's still on, but you don't feel anything, so you turn it off. And uh, that's what I did, and I had to use it about six or eight times the first week, and then fewer and fewer until once a day only, in the very beginning in the morning. Using it once would would uh, just turn the pain off, and then it got to be less and less frequent, maybe once a week, once a mm-hmm. month, once a year, and now I haven't used it for 10 years. And uh-huh. I have no back pain. And I have no back pain ever. And basically, I've trained wow. my brain. I've trained my brain that whatever's going on back there, just ignore it, forget about it. Don't don't tell me about it as pain. And it's that's what a tens is. And now the tens unit used to be a few hundred dollars, and you had to have it. Precisely set by a technician, or whatever, because the the wave shape and intensity can be varied. But now these little inexpensive units are like little mini tens units that you can buy, as you described. I haven't ever used mm-hmm. one of those myself, but I would expect that it would have a similar benefit, maybe not quite as comprehensive, but probably sufficient.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, obviously, I'm a psychologist. I have to I have to make a wonderful, respectful statement to Western medicine. It's helped so many, including myself, stay alive. Um, and, therefore, you know, make sure your medical physician consults, your medical physician. But in addition to that, uh, I, I you are really saying that the medical profession has its limits, and our mind cannot allow the limits of the medical profession to become our mental limits. Um, that we really have such power and such capacity, and including now we can order these tins machines for, oh, $30, $20, $100, depending on the quality on Amazon, or, uh, and we can figure out how to use them or be trained to use these. And, but even more to the point, everybody, is that you have this amazing book. It is incredibly well-written, very easy, very doable, scientifically based, Lots of great uh, testimonials. It's again called In Pain and Feel Great Again, written by Duncan Tooley. And you can also contact Duncan. And, Duncan, while I have your contact information on the radio program list, can you please tell people how they can reach you for this training and these amazing techniques and the wonderful hypnosis that you can take them through? How do they contact you, Duncan?
1: The easiest way is... Just remember my name, Duncan, D-U-N-C-A-N, Tooley, T-O-O-L-E-Y. If you search on the internet, you will find one of my websites. I'm also an artist, so you may find that one as well. And yeah. I have a, and uh, I have an email address, Duncan duncantooley at gmail.com. Just run the, my first and last name together. That's one way. I also, so the book, is for sale on Amazon, both in paperback and Kindle form. I also have a store where it's a little less expensive, and I also have a PDF and EPUB format, if you like. And that location nice. is com. Beautiful. Now, and also
0: you have PainHypnotist.com?
1: I do because a lot of people find okay. me that way painhypnosis.com yes. yeah. yeah
0: folks this is if you're experiencing pain or someone you love is experiencing pain i truly believe that this is material when i was reading this and i know duncan Tully's a man of ethics a man of experience he's a man of of hands-on compassion and wants to have formulas that honestly work for people this is not fiction this is not fabrication it's not marketing this is the real thing, and this book will be a guide for you and those whom you love on pain management as well as working with Duncan Tooley in person so that you have found something today in finding this program and being able to experience firsthand some of what Duncan has to offer you. Duncan, as we close out the program for the day, what would you like to say in closing
1: what I'd like to say in closing is that 30% of the book is appendix material besides the addition, the 19 processes. And in there, yeah. I explain explain how the placebo effect works, how your mind works, the mind principles. And there are 56 medical issues that benefit from hypnosis. And I've got the references to the medical studies that document that for each of those 56 medical oh. issues. And Wow. And so that's a very valuable part of the book as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and is, I, lo- I love the way you yes.
1: I love and I love doing this work because I discovered I discovered it and changed careers. It caused me to change careers, and because so many people have pain, I want to help them. So this oh. this is my joy and my passion.
0: Oh, wonderful. Oh, well, everybody, that's the way he wants to end the program, is encouraging you to live life fully and to be really informed. And his book really is an amazing, amazing gift you'll give yourself as you go through it. Duncan, you take care of yourself. Listeners, you do as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. And have a terrific you as you reframe your life. Cheers.